Let's pray together. Father, we are delighted to be called your people and to understand that your people are a diverse people. We bless you that at the last day there will be a multitude from every tribe and every nation, every tongue and every people on the earth. And we bless you, Lord, that you have decided that people like us can be included. Thank you for the gospel of love and of grace. It's in this we rejoice. Give us ears to hear today. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Again, I'm, I'm really pleased to, to share with you uh, that this is our Rwanda Sunday, and um, I'm so excited about what you'll hear today. At the end of August, uh, we sent a, a team of four leaders to Rwanda to visit our sis- sisters and brothers there in Taba Parish and in Kagemi Diocese. That team consisted of Father Bob Fabi, who's a priest in residence here, his wife Amy Fabi, uh, who through her work, uh, her own vocation and employment, has partnered with Kagemi Diocese, specifically with the hospital there. Tina Larson, who is our Taba Ministry Director, and Eric Crawford, uh, who is our Senior Warden here at Living Faith. And uh, this team had a really meaningful and and wonderful trip. I'm pleased to say that um, most things went to plan and no one got sick, which is wonderful. And they're going to share this morning about what they experienced and how God was faithful. Before they do that, before I invite them up, I want to just give a little bit of context this morning, specifically context about Rwanda itself, uh, and secondly, about our partnership with Rwanda and why it exists. Uh, so first, about, uh, about our partnership with Rwanda itself. And Sarah, let me just ask if you can go ahead and bring the, the slideshow up at this point to that first slide. That would be wonderful. Rwanda is one of the smallest African nations, uh, but it is the most densely populated on the whole continent. It is known as the land of a thousand hills, and this is a, a beautiful, picturesque name, but it's a little bit inaccurate. Uh, it's more like the land of 10,000 hills, and if those hills were mountains, uh, that's, that's a better picture of what it actually is. Rwanda is home to 13 million people as of 2020. The majority of them, majority, like vast majority, are farmers. About 90% of the population farms, full-time or part-time. And most often, it's coffee or tea or bananas, and these are their, their exports. The primary language they speak is Kenya Rwanda, but they also speak English and French in the country, although certainly in rural areas, those languages are not spoken. The final thing I want to say is that in 1994, a horrific genocide took place in that country in which one million people were killed in a hundred days. That never really, like, can never really move beyond just how tragic that is. One hundred days, three months, one million people. Since the genocide, the country has experienced an important coming together of the various tribes under the Rwandan flag and under Rwandan nationality. And the church, not just the Anglican church, but the church, has been an extremely important instrument for bringing forgiveness and reconciliation to the country. The gospel has power. The gospel has power. So, why do we have a connection with this tiny African nation? Well, if you're new to living faith, if you're new to this relationship, I really want to encourage you to listen to a sermon that I gave earlier this year in February. It was called A Story of Three Provinces and Two Partnerships. That really spells it out in great detail. This morning, I want to just share the basics. Living Faith was founded in 2005, and it was part of an effort here in the United States to renew Anglicanism, 
such that Anglicanism in, in this, on this continent, but also in this country, would be biblically orthodox and would be faithful to the historic Anglican tradition. As it turns out, the, the Anglican Church of Rwanda played a significant role in helping that renewal movement get started here in the U.S. More specifically, it was the Archbishop and Bishops of Rwanda, along with bishops of other countries who came to the aid of Anglicans in the United States, as they themselves understood the need to defend the authority of Scripture and to defend the integrity of the gospel in the West, particularly here in this country. As a part of our connection with the Anglican Church in Rwanda, living faith, along with a number of other churches, Anglican churches in the U.S. at that time, entered into partnerships with congregations in Rwanda. So in 2006, just one year after Living Faith was founded, before we ever had a building, this property, um, we became the sister parish of a small, remote, and very needy parish within the Diocese of Kikemi, and it was called Taba Parish. So for 16 years, we've had this partnership, and it's been a core part of our identity for that whole time. We've been able to support the people of Taba Parish in, in real and meaningful ways, and we've been really blessed by them in return. It is a true partnership, not a one-way street. Now, it's at this point that we, we should recall the primary reason, and this I shared about back in February, of why our team needed to travel to Rwanda in August of this year. And, and that's largely because our partnership with Taba Parish is coming to a close. Now, I want to say that right away, our partnership with Rwanda, Rwanda is not coming to a close. Our partnership with Kagimi Diocese is not coming to a close. May it never be. Um, however, our partnership with Taba Parish has to. And the reason that it has to is because Bishop Basiel, the Bishop of Kigemi Diocese, the diocese in which Taba Parish is a part, has been working for several years to uh, develop and plant a new diocese. A new diocese because the scope of what Asiel is trying to do in his diocese is far too great. What Bishop Basiel communicated to us was that once this new diocese was formed, Taba Parish was going to fall within the geographical boundaries of that new diocese, and so it would no longer be under his leadership as the Bishop of Kigemi Diocese. Well, this year, uh, the date for the inauguration of that new Naya Raguru Diocese was set for August 28th, and so our team traveled to Rwanda in late August to be present for that inauguration ceremony, which lasted all day, and you'll hear about that, and uh, to celebrate with them. And because of that, because of that inauguration ceremony, they also traveled to Rwanda to be present with the people of Taba Parish to celebrate the 16-year partnership that we've had with them, and on some level, to say goodbye. So there were two pinnacles to our team's trip. One was the visit to Taba Parish, which happened on Thursday, August 25th. Second was the inauguration of the new diocese, which took place on, on Sunday, August 28th. There was a lot that took place in between. And so it's here I'd like to, to invite Amy Fabi to come on up and to begin sharing with us about the team's trip. All right, I'm very excited to share. Um, I would say marmutse, that means good morning. Say good morning <laughs> or morajo. Uh, that's hello as well. So um, I want to talk about relationships. Uh, you know, Peter talked about uh, partnerships, and you know, a partnership is a type of relationship, right? Um, 
we as a team uh, were able to create that relationship as we traveled uh, from here to Newark and from Newark to Brussels and had some time uh, there to really understand how we worked as a team, right? I've known Eric for years. I've known Tina for years. Bob maybe a little bit longer. Uh, but but we, we had to, to create that relationship. And so uh, we went to Europe and uh, really had a great time visiting uh, the different places. So you can click to the next slide. Uh, we went and saw uh, Ken and Julie Mosier in Amsterdam. They're, they've been attending here for many years. Uh, Ken is currently serving at the Tyndale Seminary. And uh, yes, uh, he's, uh, they're, they're doing great. We were able to spend some time with them and then also see uh, Chris and Phil Fisher while they were visiting Europe as well. So you'll see some pictures of some churches that we visited there, took a nice little trip on the canal in Amsterdam, um, visited Harlem, the original Harlem, which uh, is, was very fun, and then got to spend some time at the seminary. Uh, what was really cool at the seminary is we met a student who is there uh, named Bishop Joel. He's not a bishop, but that's what they call him. Uh, and he is, uh, he is from Rwanda, actually. And so we got to chat with him, and uh, I learned that he was currently uh, translating the screw tape letters into Kenya Rwandan. So I thought that was very ambitious, uh, but made some connections there and just started to create those relationships. So uh, we traveled back to Brussels and got on the plane to go to Kigali. And uh, some pictures of the Kigali airport there. It looks very nice compared to how it used, how it used to look. Um, met our very wonderful uh, driver and uh, translators. Had a little bit of uh, car problems on the way from the uh, airport to the Abumwe Center there. And uh, finally arrived at about 1.30 in the morning, I think, but they had a meal prepared for us. They had stayed up for us. And so uh, we were able to relax a little bit the next morning uh, before we started on our journey. So the Abumwe Center has a connection uh, with the diocese. And when we go, we usually stay there. And the, the folks that are there, we have a relationship with. Uh, Xavier is the director, and he's a wonderful man. And a lot of the staff you know, see us every day, uh, early in the morning to late at night. So... Um, after, after we got a little bit rested, about four hours of sleep, we got to go see the Kagemi Diocese project. So there's a number of things going on. In 2013, we visited Gasarinda. And uh, I think it's funny it's called Gasarinda because they were going to make a gas station out of this place. And uh, it was a, a, a small house that had a church in it. Um, and they weren't quite sure what they were going to do. But now what they have done is created uh, shops on the bottom and then a church on the top. So you'll see in the video there that they're actually constructing the building right now. So um, the, the bottom will help with the finances for the church that will, uh, that will exist on the top there. It's at a great place right on a corner uh, near a lot of shops. The next... Uh, uh, place that we got to visit was the Milk Collection Center. So the diocese has partnered uh, with some folks, and they 
the farmers actually bring the milk to this collection center, and then it is pasteurized and sold back to the community. Uh, we, we had a, a great tour from this gal, Solange, uh, created a, a bit of a relationship with her. She showed us the whole process and was very proud uh, of what they were doing there. And then uh, we got to visit the hospital, which is uh, near and dear to my heart. As, as Father Peter said, I have partnered with that hospital to help uh, bring them some uh, medical equipment that's been in process for two years. Um, but it is, uh, they've created a beautiful new three-story building, and they're not quite moved in yet. You can see it there in the picture, but it is, uh, it is wonderful, and they're going to be able to utilize the space much better. Um, met with uh, Dr. Ephraim there, who is the director of the hospital, a uh, wonderful man who has great leadership skills. And similar to a Catholic hospital here, this is the Anglican hospital, it's situated right next to the diocese headquarters and right across the way from two hills that house um, all of the Congolese refugees in the area, about 20,000 people. Uh, it serves about 250,000 people um, and is, is very busy, uh, but it was great to see them um, to the to the his right, Dr. Ephraim is uh, his next in charge. Jerome, who is uh, about 28 and a fabulous guy, and uh, had built some relationships with them as well. The next thing that we got to uh, to participate in was one of those long services. So this is a confirmation service at uh, Karambe, and uh, I'm going to quote Eric here that there's not enough. Um, industrial strength uh, deodorant to last through these services uh, because there were 306 confirmands at this service. So it was, uh, it was fantastic. Um, the, all of the women went up first, and I thought, oh, my goodness, there's all these women. Where are the guys? Well, you know, that was the next 150. So uh, the bishop uh, prayed over each person, and uh, Bob got to preach with five minutes' notice, but he did a great job. And you can see him here in the selfie with uh, the folks outside. There was probably a 1,000 people um, inside the church and outside of the church, and then afterwards... Um, they love the bishop. They love Bishop Asiel so much, and they gave him a cow. And so uh, we went outside to celebrate the giving of the cow, and then there's a tradition of singing over the cow uh, that we were a part of. And uh, Tina was able to, uh, you know, be right in on that, and uh, it was a joyous celebration. And it was very cool to see um, all of those folks uh, get confirmed, and then also uh, some folks who had committed themselves to the Anglican Church. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Eric, and he's going to talk about Taba and our visit to Taba. Thank you. Uh, as as uh, Peter had mentioned, we have this partnership with Taba Parish. Um, the previous slide had a, a sign in the background that, uh, and that sign um, commemorates the partnership that we have and the building that we helped to build um, for them. There, when we started the partnership, uh, the, they had the walls up, but they had no roof, they had no floor, they had no fixtures inside. <laughs> um, they barely had any place to sit. Um, so it was, uh, 
it was much, much less than it is now. Um, they have a nice building now and uh, some nice windows and things. And you'll get a sense from the map, perhaps, the, on the next slide, of, of the winding mountain road that we had to get from. And this, this was a factor in all of our dealings with Tava Parish over the years. Uh, it's, it's hard to get to. Um, you, don't, you don't really get a sense. Nyabagabe is a good four hours by car from the capital, Kigali, um, you know, if traffic isn't too bad. And then you go on this mountain road, and that's, uh, that's more than a two-hour trip there. And uh, it, you get a sense of the difference between the city and the country there. Uh, the rural um, area has much more, uh, much more poverty than there is um, in the, the town. We were, we were in a nice situation in the Ubumwe Center, uh, but Tamba is a little bit, uh, a little bit lower socioeconomic uh, status, and, uh, and people don't have the same things that they do, um, it, even in the cities in Rwanda, which is much less wealth, of course, than there is here in the States. Um, so the, the, little, the little children that, uh, you know, maybe have one outfit or something like that, that that's, that's more what you see in Taba rather than the rest of, uh, the, rest of the place where we were. So um, this video here, she gives you a little sense of what it is to drive up to this parish that we've supported for so many years. And... Um, you can see the bumps, the ruts in the road. If you were in the back, you had to make sure you didn't crack your head. And there are hundreds of people here. And they are singing. And they've been singing. And they continue to sing. So this is a welcome for you. We're, we're just the representatives of what you, of, of what you have done here. So... We're just the one that gets to receive the greeting. And greetings are a big, th a big deal in Rwanda. There's our sign outside that they, they named the church St. Andrew's Parish, um, Parish Church. And there are other chapels that are out in the, in the countryside that serve even more people. So there, there's quite a lot of people that are part of this parish and are served by it. Um, and we just really... Uh, wanted to bless the people there. Um, we wanted to thank them for a partnership that's lasted 16 years. Um, we really appreciate their spirit. Uh, we appreciate their prayers. Uh, we appreciate the things that they did to allow us um, to have Episcopal covering and continue on as Anglicans uh, when we were in a period of, of realignment and had been essentially abandoned by those above us. Um, so we are, we are grateful to them and, uh, and happy to be there. Uh, we uh, went in and we were, we were received very warmly. Um, they have uh, a video of the, uh, of the singing um, that they, they showed us in the service. Uh, that is Pastor Daniel, um, who hosted us at his home uh, both before and after the service. And uh, we just to give you a little flavor of it.
you can see they have a platform for the choir to be on. They have places to sit. There were probably 600 people there that day. Um, it was really joyous. Uh, of course, it's a weekday morning, so people that weren't working are in there praising God with us and, uh, and really, really happy to see us um, celebrating the partnership that we've had. Um, you know, and you don't really get a sense, but those, those kids are a little bit better off than they had been. Um, you know, we've, we've helped some. Uh, we've helped some, and that's one of the reasons, actually, why Tabo was mature enough to be part of this new diocese and come in and, um, you know, and, and be better off than they had been. Um, it's a, you know, it, there's, there's a big difference, but now they have electricity, and now they have some running water, and these things they didn't have before, before we started there. Um, we're not, you know, the government did a lot of the things that helped to, helped to bring up the, the level, but we also helped too. Um, we put a, a water catchment system on the roof that we helped provide for that parish. Um, the, uh, we, we provided some funds for them to have um, proper sanitation and, uh, and hygiene at the, at the place so they could continue to operate with government uh, blessing. And so when I, when I was with them, I just... I just wanted to thank them. Um, they, I don't know if they realized that they helped us. Um, you know, they, they were thankful for the help that we had given them, but I don't think they realized that they had helped us, too. At a time when we needed them, uh, they came through for us. And so we're really thankful for uh, the church in Rwanda. Um, they have great respect for their bishop. Uh, their pastor is, uh, is really a good leader, and, uh, and welcomed us. Uh, the next slide has a, a picture of Pastor Daniel and his family. Um, his children are there, his wife. Um, and those pictures in the background, you can see some of the group shots that we've taken at Living Faith over the years, um, some of them stretching back more than 10 years. And, uh, and just really joyful uh, thing. And, you know, we have a much smaller congregation than they do. Uh, but they were happy to uh, put our put our things on their walls, and we gave them uh, a group photo of Living Faith this time, and uh, we had some gifts for them uh, to to bless them. Uh, gift giving is a big thing in Rwanda, and we we received gifts and we gave gifts, and uh, it was a it was a really joyous time, and it was a good close to the partnership because they're they're stronger now, and uh, and they move on to to be a leading parish in a new diocese that Asiel has, has carved out of his own diocese um, and, and some other churches as well. But that's because they're growing. They're planting churches. They're bringing people into the kingdom. They're having confirmations. They're having baptisms and things like that. So it's, it's a really positive thing. So the, the partnership with Taba comes to a close, but, uh, but we are still partnered with the Kagami Diocese. And you'll hear more about, about our future partnership um, at a at a later time, so I'm going to hand it over to Bob right now, who did give a good sermon at Tabo as well. <laughs> Be ready in season and out of season. I think is what the scripture has to say. So part of the part of the thing about being in a relationship with people is that is that you're there with them um, and and for them. Um, it's not always convenient. 
and so when we talk about five or six hour worship services, um, it's difficult. Let's, let's not sugarcoat that. But it means a lot. And so what is it for us to sit under a tent for six hours when we're communicating that we love somebody? It means nothing. So when I talk about that, I don't mean it to sound as if it was such a burden because what we're trying to communicate is how much we love them. And so we're grateful. Having said that, the, the inauguration of a new diocese is a gigantic thing. It's not just a big thing. It's gigantic. Um, here, what would happen is, is we'd have some paper. Uh, we'd sign off on something. There'd be an agreement, some shaking of hands, maybe a church service, and, and, and we're good. There, um, you have government officials. You have um, pretty much anybody who might be impacted by the fact that there's something new being created. They are present, and they're asked to speak. And so what happens is, is that we kind of go to these things, and then we're, we are now somehow super important. Um, we sit with all the very important people, other than the government officials who sit off to the side. And I would guess that there was, I, I'm, I'm guessing at three or 4,000 people gathered. And, and these folks come, and, and they just want to be a part of what's happening. And so... Almost all of the Rwandan bishops were present. Um, I don't think any were missing. Archbishop Mbanda was there, of course. And what happens is, is, that, is that we recognize that this is, this is a relational thing that's occurring. And so instead of just a transaction and, and instead of just pragmatism, which are things that we value here in the West, um, it's, it's just relationship. And so, so what happens is, is that all the clergy... Uh, come in, and there's literally like marching bands and choirs upon choirs upon choirs because everybody wants to celebrate, and this is their way of saying thank you, and this is their way of saying thank you to the Lord and their way of having joy. And so when we might see redundancy, they see it as like, hey, this is just what we do and as a way of saying thank you. So there's, there's speeches. There's a lot of translating. You're listening in one ear and trying to watch with another ear and see what's going on. And there's some things that you don't quite understand. But what you do understand is that, is that this is critical in the mission of Jesus Christ in Rwanda and the way that the gospel is going forth. So Kagemi Diocese gave 13 parishes to the new diocese. So a parish, if we just take Taba and we say, well, let's just say Taba is an example, it's about 3,000 people. So do the math. 13 parishes at 3,000, that's almost 40,000 people, are now a part of this new diocese. Another diocese gave them three parishes. On average, let's just say that they've got around 50,000 people. The budget for the new diocese in Yaraguru is $600 a month. So I just want to get really clear about that. They're celebrating. They're joyous. They're so excited. And they have nothing. And Vincent, who was part of the hospital staff last time I was there, he was my translator and my go-to guy. I was really grateful. Vincent uh, was part of Kigemi Diocese. Vincent um, was the guy who drained a large portion of a valley that was previously unusable, and it became this amazing uh, land that, that the government said, you've done such a great job with, we want to give you more land. <laughs> Because you're making it fertile and you're helping people get fed. And the relationships that we have with, with Rwanda are, are interesting because of the relationship that they have with the government. There's no way the government can function without the church. It can't happen. They don't have the resources. So the government relies on the church 
in order to care for people. And it's important because what happens is, you know, we're having this massive celebration and it's clearly, uh, you know, an inauguration of a new diocese and the blessing of a new bishop and a government official speaks. And you just kind of feel like, well, what's this about? And they're saying, hey, listen, make sure you care for people. Make sure that you do this. Make sure that you educate people. Make sure that you do these things. And, and of course, the church there in that area is doing all of those things and more. And so, so there's an interesting tie between the church and state there. And you can make what you want out of it. It doesn't matter to me. But what, what I know is that the church is critical. It's critical. And without the church, things don't happen. And so what I would say is, in the same way that they provided covering for us at Living Faith, and you may not understand that story, and we can talk about that at some point, but we wouldn't exist without them, period. We just wouldn't exist without Rwanda. And in the same way, the government can't exist without the church. It can't happen. And so what happens is, is that when we give and when we go and when we do those things, we're actually fanning the flames of the gospel. And it may not feel like it because, well, what are we doing? Oh, we're helping with this or we're doing that. And then, I'm sorry. Oh, could you click the slide, please? Thank you. Um, here's Bishop Vincent. And honestly, he looked terrified most of the morning. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. And I don't blame him for looking terrified because it's a big deal what he's doing. Um, you can see this now as the procession. Some of the processions, you know, I, I can't imagine what heaven is like. But when you, yeah, when you walk in and they're singing when the saints come marching in, and you don't know what they're saying, but that's the tune, and you get a sense of being welcomed into a place, and you think, I can't wait to hear heaven roar. I can't wait. That'll be something we all get to see and, and to experience if we've said yes to Jesus. And so we get a little taste of heaven uh, here on earth, and I'm, I'm excited for that. So even in these um, kind of perfunctory things that we do with them. We're communicating that we love them and they're blessed by our presence and we're fanning the flames of the gospel to go forward in areas that, that are in desperate need. So even though, you know, it's an inauguration, we go and we sit and we have a really long church service and, you know, it's, don't understand some of the things that are going on, it's still a massive blessing to us and to them. And so we're super grateful that you have sent us to represent you and um, we hope that we did so in a way that was um, meaningful. They, they communicated that it was, and uh, we're grateful. So I'll turn it back over to Amy. Sorry. All right. I'll let those pictures wrap up, and then we can go to the, the next one. <laughs> Uh, typically, you don't smile in pictures there. So, you know, sometimes it looks like everybody's angry, but uh, it's, it's not. You know, we always say, Seika, smile. Uh, the last, you know, the other parts of the trip, we did so much. Uh, we got to visit other parishes. And again, they greeted us uh, and, and fed us and provided for us. Uh, and you can see, you know, all of, I mean, just the beauty of Rwanda uh, is just wonderful. Um, we visited the genocide memorial site, Morambi, there uh, in Yamagabi. And that was very sobering. Um, uh, nothing that you've ever seen and probably never want to see again. 
um, but that was very meaningful. We attended the round table. Um, so there are other partners from across the world uh, that are partnered with Kagemi Diocese and the Anglican Church in Rwanda. We were able to sit with them, um, some folks, uh, a gal from Germany. You'll see uh, Pastor Daniel in some of these pictures with the mask from Indonesia. Um, there's all, there was also uh, our UK friends that were there. So wonderful to have them and talk about what the diocese is doing and what they're focused on uh, over the next three to five years. Um, traveling through uh, the, the back roads is, is beautiful. We got to go to some places that we hadn't been before, able to you know, stop and, and uh, have fun with the kids, visit a school. Um, and then, of course, the gift-giving um, you know, is, is always important. You can see uh, Bishop Asiel there with Bob, and then uh, that's Bishop uh, Asiel and the new Bishop uh, Vincent. So uh, just, you know, creating those relationships, right? It's not, relationships aren't one-sided. Uh, you, you learn from them. They learn from us, and uh, it's so wonderful to go and visit. And so on behalf of uh, the Taba Parish, we got a gift When we were at Taba, uh, they gave us, uh, they gave Living Faith this basket uh, as, as a gift. And so we want to present it to uh, Father Peter and Living Faith. Yeah. And so this is typical, right? Are we <laughs> <Yeah. closing>? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Amy, Bob, Eric. Um, if you know Tina Larson, you know that she is crying not to be here this morning. Uh, she had a, a wedding in the family, and that's the only thing that could keep her away uh, from, from this Sunday. Oh, please, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Well, good save. All right, Tina. I didn't turn the page. <laughs> so, from Tina, and I have my tissue ready because we know Tina, right? She said, Alleluia, greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and from our brothers and sisters in Rwanda. If you could have seen Eric's face from the moment we landed in Kigali to the moment we took off from Kigali, you would understand what is so hard for us to convey. The beautiful country and people of Rwanda and the relationship that we share can really only be conveyed in person. It's like when a new baby is born into your family and you see pictures, but until you actually visit and hold that new baby, that's when it's real. I'm sorry I cannot be here uh, today to attend uh, and share in Rwanda Sunday, but I'm on my way to Spokane to visit family and see the new baby. Our visit to Taba was so heartwarming and it blessed, uh, and blessed, it was just wonderful. We were able to bring your hearts with us and I know they felt your love. Rwanda is in our DNA. I hope you all are as excited as I am to find out what God has in store for us in the future regarding a partnership with a new parish. It can only be a good thing, and my prayer is that all of you become a little more Rwandan today, which is more like Christ. I got that from a close travel buddy of mine. Thank you so much for your generous hearts and giving and prayers which made this trip possible. I love you guys. Enjoy shopping in the fellowship hall. Love, Tina. Thanks. Thank you, Tina. That was great. And Amy, thank you for your Tina impression. Yes. <laughs> Needs a little work, but... Yeah, um, I know. I need was... more tears. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I want to I wanna bring things to a close uh, by saying this. You've heard it mentioned that we are going to enter into a new sister partnership relationship with a new parish in Kagemi Diocese. As you heard, and, and maybe didn't make the connection here, but the team was, was ushered around at different parishes throughout Kagemi Diocese in their many days there um, within the diocese. And uh, Bishop Basiel, in, in, in taking them to these various places, wanted them to see the various things that the, the, the diocese was doing in different kinds of parishes there, but he also made it clear um, that he wants Living Faith to enter into a new sister parish relationship with a parish in Kagemi Diocese, and that he had a particular parish in mind for that. But he also made it clear that he wanted us as a, as a congregation, particularly as a, as a Taba team and a vestry, uh, to be praying about that partnership and to discern what to do. So in the next few weeks, um, rather than jumping into something right away before we've had adequate time, what we're going to do is discuss and discern what is next for our partnership, and once we've made a decision and spoken with the vestry as well as with Bishop Basiel, we're going to bring news to you about that and about what that new parish uh, looks like and what it will mean for our future. The last thing I want to say today is that I was supposed to travel with the team in August, and I'm very disappointed that I didn't get to. Um, but I expect to go in the near future. In fact, my tentative plan is to fly there in April. Um, GAFCON, which is the Global Anglican Future Conference, um, a big gathering of, of Orthodox uh, faithful Anglicans around the world, most of them in the global South, uh, Africa, especially represented in South America, South Asia. Um, it's being held uh, in 2023 in the capital city of Rwanda, in Kigali. And um, I've not been to a GAFCON conference before. I'd love to go. This makes a lot of sense, and I pray the Lord uh, provides a way for me to do that. I hope and expect that on that trip, I'll be able to visit and, um, and start up that new sister parish relationship um, in person for the first time. So there are exciting days ahead. Looking forward to sharing with you as we've made decisions and, and come to conclusions. My prayer today, just, just to come you know, finally to a close, is just that you will embrace the relationship we have with Rwanda as something not just for me to participate in, not just for something that the Taba team participates in, but something for you to participate in as a part of living faith. If you're a part of living faith, this partnership is for you, uh, that you would come to um, imagine, think about, daydream about what it looks like to have a relationship with Christians in Rwanda, of all places. That you would pray for these people while thinking about their faces, that she would pray for the flourishing of their faith, and that by the flourishing of their faith, their communities might flourish as well, that even their government might flourish, that she would give support to the needs and to the ministry that takes place there as we have an abundance, and that even that some of you would be so captivated by this mission that you would consider being a part of the Taba team, and that maybe in future years you're standing up here sharing about a trip just like this. That's my prayer. It's a noble endeavor. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for safe travels for our beloved team members. Lord, thank you for a wonderful conclusion to a season of partnership that stretched almost two decades. Lord, we thank you for the leadership that's present in Taba Parish with Pastor Daniel, Lord, those who work with him, with Bishop Ossiel and his amazing staff and the clergy who give, Lord, so sacrificially to the calling. God, we pray your blessing upon them. And we ask, Lord, that in the days ahead that you might stir up our hearts 
with great love for Christ. Because it might be, Lord, something that we've learned from them. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.